If you're like most small business owners, really just starting out or trying to transition from a side hustle to a legit business, maybe you're even still in the side hustle phase and you're not really sure how much to pay yourself or how to comply with the IRS reasonable compensation rules as an S-Corp owner. If you have ever wondered about these things and you just want to make sure you're doing things right, then this is the podcast for you. We're going to dig in, talk all things reasonable compensation and how to know if you're paying yourself enough. So let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They feel overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who call when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm kept them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. I recently got a question sent into the podcast, and I wanted to address it because I just think that it is so common with small business owners that are frankly confused about how much to pay themselves, what even makes sense on paying themselves a wage, what is reasonable compensation. I mean, frankly, the the IRS does not make this super simple. So I wanted to talk about it and just go through this so that you can get a better understanding of really what you should be paying yourself. So the question is, I am set up as an S corporation, general contractor, home maintenance and handyman type business. I am just confused on how much or little to actually pay myself. This is a side hustle for me and most or all the profits have went right back into the business for a vehicle, insurance, tools, etc. Does my pay have to be consistent bi-weekly or monthly? Any help would be appreciated. And that question is from Jonathan. First of all, thank you so much, Jonathan, for sending in your question. I love being able to feature listener questions and answer things that really matter to you and help you further your business. That's really why I do this podcast. So thank you for sending this question in. So let's dig into it. So what even is a reasonable compensation? I actually had an episode, episode number three, that you can go back and listen to where I talk about the ways that you get money out of your business, depending on how you are set up legally, whether that is a sole proprietorship, if you are an S corporation, a partnership, a C corporation, I actually go into that in really detail. So go back and listen to that because I think it'll shed a lot of light on the best ways to get money out of your business. And I do touch on reasonable compensation in that episode, but I want to dig in a lot more on this episode on what that is and how you know if you're actually paying yourself enough. So as an S corporation, and that's what Jonathan is, as an S corporation, the the requirement from the IRS is to pay yourself a reasonable compensation. There's actually a line item on your S corporation tax return where you have to put as the owner how much you're paying yourself. So the IRS has visibility on what you're paying yourself, how much that amount is. And I don't know this for fact, but I would assume they split it out onto that separate line so that in their system, they can track whether you're paying yourself as an S corporation owner or not. The reason that's super important is that If you are not actually paying yourself a reasonable compensation, something that is reasonable for your business, for your industry, for the size of business that you're in, 
the type of work that you're doing, if you're not paying yourself a wage that is really commensurate for those activities, then the IRS can really come down hard on you. What does that look like? Well, if you are pulling money out of your business and just taking draws and you're not actually paying self-employment tax on that or payroll taxes on that, Social Security, Medicare tax, state, federal unemployment, if you're not, if you're not paying those things on those draws and you're not paying yourself enough from a wage perspective on your W-2, the IRS can actually come in and assess back payroll taxes on those draws and force you to pay those those payroll taxes. Not only that, there's penalties and interest associated with those payroll taxes. So that bill can really get hefty very quickly, especially if you're taking a lot in, in the way of draws as an owner. So it's really important to get this right. And with the news that the IRS is actually going to be hiring a lot more agents and the most recent tax law that is allowing them to hire over 80,000 agents over the the course of probably the next few years, I would imagine that this is one of those areas that they're going to be looking at even more so once they are staffed more heavily. So I would strongly urge you as an S corporation owner to get this right. I never want to advocate for someone overpaying in taxes. That's federal, state, you know, payroll taxes, self-employment tax. There's a myriad of taxes. I don't want you to overpay in that. That's actually my CPA firm. That's what we focus on is making sure that your overall tax picture is optimized and that you are not overpaying. But what I will say is, is be really careful because if you're not paying yourself enough from a salary perspective, the, the consequences are steep. So how do you figure out what that number is? So the way that I do it, well, let me talk about the way I do it versus the way that oftentimes most CPA owners do this. A lot of times CPA owners, they almost, you know, lick their thumb, put it up in the air and see which way the wind's blowing and really just kind of go, ah, this kind of feels right. I don't know, pay yourself 40 grand or I don't know, pay yourself $75,000. And there's not a lot of science to it. The way that I actually like to do it in my firm, we um, have a methodology and a software that actually allows us to help with this, where we look at both your industry code, we look at how much revenue your business is bringing in, how much profit it is, where you're located, what part of the country are you located in, and a variety of other things, including what type of work you're doing. You know, are you answering the phones and you're doing some administrative work and setting appointments? And are you doing sales? Are you doing marketing? You know, as a small business owner, oftentimes, especially in the early stages of business, we're doing a lot of things. We are wearing a lot of different hats in our business. And so, you know, we're not operating as a CEO or even a manager most of the time. We're doing a lot of things that the rate that you would pay someone else to do that, a third party, is a lot less. As a result of that, you should also be paying yourself a little bit less. And so we actually go through and look at all those things and try to assess what those dollar amounts are so that we can figure out what really you should be paying yourself. So obviously, as you can see, it can get fairly complex and it's not super straightforward to do those things yourself. So let me talk specifically to Jonathan's situation because I think a lot of small business owners are in this situation and it merits talking about these specific details because Jonathan mentioned he's basically got a side hustle. This is not something he's doing 40 hours a week. He's doing this probably nights and weekends. I don't know how many hours he's actually working in a week. He did not tell me that. But let's just say he works 10 hours a week in his 
contracting business, his handyman business that he has. That is very different than working 40 or 50 hour weeks. Not only that, he's saying most of the profits that he has, he's actually putting back into the business. So it doesn't sound like he's really even probably making very much money. I'm thinking that the amount of money that he's making is probably pretty minimal. I would say also that it's possible that he shouldn't have actually been an S-Corp yet. I've talked about this in previous episodes where there's really a sweet spot for when it makes sense for you to become an S-Corp and to actually elect that with the IRS. And since he's really not profitable at this point or minimally profitable, and it's very much still a side hustle, it sounds like based on these limited data points that I have that probably he could have waited a little bit to do that. Now, what I will say is, is that he's in at this point, he's got an S-Corp. I would definitely not recommend requesting the IRS to revoke that because when you revoke an S-Corporation and actually they delay when you can do it again, um, you know, you can't revoke it one year and then the next year say, oh, just kidding. I, I want to be an S-Corp again. They don't allow you to do that. They actually make you wait a few years. So it is what it is at this point. He's kind of locked in. I would not recommend that he wrote, revoke that unless there were some situation within his details that I'm just not aware of, which obviously there's a lot of details I'm not aware of. But what I would say is how much are you actually pulling out in draws? I mean, are you paying yourself much? Are you taking out a thousand dollars a month? Are you taking $500 a month out? You know, that's really the litmus test that I would say on how much you should be paying yourself in this particular situation, primarily because there's not a lot of profit. He's not at a point where he's able to pay himself a large wage So I would measure this based on the hours that you're working and how much you're you're drawing uh, with your own distribution. So let's just say, for example, Jonathan is pulling out $1,000 a month in distributions. And let's just say that he is working 10 hours a week, doing a variety of different tasks, getting new jobs, doing some administrative tasks, maybe even doing some of his own accounting, invoicing his customers, buying supplies for the job, picking up supplies for the job, you get the gist, right? There, there's a lot of different things that go into that. So if he is working about 10 hours a week, let's just say that's roughly 40 hours a month. Essentially, if you take that $1,000 that he is making and you divide it by 40 hours a week, that's about $25 an hour that he would be paying himself. Based on the fact that he's got a lot of different duties he's probably doing, he's probably the laborer as well and actually going out and doing the job, $25 an hour might be a little bit too much. I mean, it's possible that it should be a little bit less than that based on the fact that he's doing a lot of different, you know, different roles in the company. But what I would say is, is that's probably a safe number as well. So my guess is under this scenario that I've laid out that $1,000 a month would be about right. He would end up paying both the employer and the employee portion of the payroll taxes for Medicare and Social Security, which combined is 15.3%. So on $1,000, he would then be paying $153 payroll taxes. And then he's going to have both federal and state unemployment tax as well that he's going to have to pay in, which is going to be nominal. We're not talking about a whole lot of money there. So based on this scenario, that's what I would do. As always, you really need to talk to your CPA to figure out the best amount to be taken out for yourself and make sure that your CPA is really being scientific in this, that they're not just making guesses and assumptions and giving you unnecessarily low or high wages just because they're uninformed and don't really know how to calculate the reasonable compensation that you should be taking. 
The other thing that I would say as a part of his question, he asked how consistent he actually needs to pay himself. The IRS doesn't really have a rule on consistency to pay yourself as an S-Corp owner. Typically, people get on a regular payroll, but when you're in the beginning stages of your business and maybe cash flow is really lumpy, you're not getting paid regularly, you may not even bring in money every month. You know, it might be that you have months in there where there's no money coming in. Therefore, how are you going to pay yourself because you don't have the cash? In this stage of business, when you're new and you don't have a lot of consistency in it, there's nothing wrong with paying yourself when the money comes in and when you have that. Again, it goes back to if you're going to pull out a draw and not pay payroll tax on that, then really you need to go ahead and just run it through payroll at that point. The other thing is, is you could pay yourself at the end of the year. You could figure out how much you should have paid yourself through the year and then do one big payroll check in December. I've actually got a lot of clients that I do that with because they don't want a regular paycheck during the year. They'd rather do one big check in December, comply with the IRS and what they need to do and be done. The issue when you're a really small business owner is that if you need to pay yourself a thousand dollars a month for your wage, so that's 12 grand a year plus the payroll taxes on top of that, you might not have fifteen thousand dollars sitting in your bank account to be able to pay both the tax and the actual salary that you need to pay yourself. In that instance, I would be more consistent just because it can create cash flow issues and problems in the business, but the IRS has no requirement on frequency. So it ultimately ends up being what you need to do. And so it's going to be a gut build. Maybe it makes sense to pay yourself quarterly and take your check every quarter and look at your business, see what the specifics are in your business. Only you're going to be able to make that choice. But just know the IRS is not going to penalize you for not taking consistent payroll checks. Again, it really goes back to making sure that throughout the year, that total number of wages paid yourself is reasonable for the job and that you're not just taking draws and that the amount that you're taking for wages really is commensurate for the type of work you're doing, the type of business you have, the profitability, the region that you're in, and a number of other factors. So I hope this has been helpful to you. I know when it comes to taxes and figuring out how much to pay yourself, it is super confusing and can be very challenging. So I hope I was able to answer the questions that you have. As always, if you have questions that you would like for me to feature on the podcast, I would absolutely love to do that. My email address is in the show notes. So shoot me an email. Let me know what your question is. And I will feature that on an upcoming episode. And as always, it is such a pleasure for you to listen to my podcast. And I hope you're enjoying it. I'm absolutely enjoying being able to share these tips and tricks with you and really create more information for you as a small business owner that you're just in the trenches and you're just trying to get your business off the ground and trying to do things the right way. So I absolutely love it. I hope you've enjoyed today and I can't wait until next time.